0: A man in line with Andy wint
1: Faster by, good afternoon welcome to man in line on max radio open line today so your thoughts on 66 1368 text one double six one double seven. WhatsApp 166 177 or email studio manxradio.com. It could be our famous halfway horse tram. Any thoughts on the potential closure of the Southern Pool? Of course it has to go to Timbald. It's just a, just a recommendation. But... And has anybody seen any swimming wallabies? David's first with us today. Hi, David. Hi, Andy. Well, amazing, yesterday
2: I was asking about the Newsom site, about the inspector's report, and lo and behold, the power of Manx Radio, it's out today, but it's a negative uh, view that's come back from the inspector. I'm waiting for a copy of it to be sent to me or pick one up this afternoon if it's available there. What puts into my mind now... What does the developer have to do or what do these developers have to do for the future? And I asked about is there a fund to help register building? If you were sitting in a, at a, your house and it was a registered house, how much money would you get to help you to keep it in the, uh, the, the state it was in with no modern uh, heating, no modern windows and stuff like that? which just makes me wonder what's going on. But I read the Courier this morning, and I can't believe there's such greatness coming out of our government. And it's down to the ministers to get involved. The Minister of Health, the Minister for Education, the Roundhouse in Braddon, although it's not in my area. I love sport. I was really looking forward to having a look at it. And we're having a row over a road. It's, It's absolutely pathetic of this government that the minister just can't step in and get it sorted and not have a headline in the paper. And it's the same thing for the Southern Pool. Um, I'm not a swimmer too, so I can tell uh, your colleagues too, but I know a lot of people who do swim, a lot of kids do, have, have a lot of exercise swimming, but I can float a lot more. And what are we doing, again, with the, the minister regarding education there? Uh, 300000 at a budget down the NSC. I just... Andy, you just can't believe it. It's giving us mani- manna from heaven, isn't it, to us people who are listening out here and wondering what's going
1: on? Can well, you, you just, and, and the fact is that um, these are, I mean, taken individually, you could say, you know, that they, I mean, am not saying to, to most people they're not acceptable, but individually they are small things. But when you start to put them all together, they start to aggregate and it just looks like a trend.
2: It, it does. And then we've got the same thing now. We've suddenly found out this morning that uh, they're going to light the concrete panels in the wall. What's that about? Uh, I don't know. Are they going to put advertising signs like, uh, I'm going to be really cruel, come to Tesco, now shop not, rights not here, or other things here, come to the Isle of Man where you can really do things right?
1: I just wonder what's going on. Well, and Douglas, people, Can, it's £40,000 Douglas Council are spending on decorative lighting, which is going to be set into art panels in the new Promenade <laughs> Seawall.
3: Yeah.
2: I, listen, I'm not a, an anti-person, but uh, the BGS was great. Statues are there. People visit them. But what are you going to do when uh, uh, one of the councillors said... Uh, The best thing to do is when walking across the promenade, you're enjoying the, the sight, you can't. If you're under five foot something, you're not going to see anything at the sea. Are they going to put holes in the walls so you can jump down to the beach? Why can't we just take the shingle away and not worry about
1: things? And and, and nobody has ever answered the question, what's going to happen when this wall's there? What happens if the shingle builds up on the other side of the wall? What's going to happen then? Because if you're taking that shingle away, why not take it all away?
2: Well, that's it. I'm sure uh, I'd love to uh, ask Stephen Carter to come on and see if he's still got a barge bring the barge down, beach it there, JCB, that JCB that takes all the seaweed down puts them in the humps for the fish, uh, for the birds to sit on, to wait for the fish to come in. Just try it. And what happened to the thing in Laxey, when you have people on from Laxey or the MHKs, has that worked? Dragging all that um, shingle, not drag it all, it was dragged all the way down to the thing, has that worked? Has it given them comfort? I think Mm.
1: it has. Okay. All right. Thanks, David. Right. Good to hear from you. And Julian's with us now. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. Uh,
4: yeah, I just wanted to just do a little follow-up on the Southern Swimming Pool. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with uh, Michelle Haywood's uh, statement uh, regarding the Southern Swimming Pool and, and in relation to the island plan. Uh, also, Tim Glover is being very supportive too.
0: Uh,
4: let's hope that the uh, proposed move of the Buchan School to uh, King William's College site isn't anything to do with this. Um. You'll remember we had a chat about the Knight, Kavanaugh and Page report in January. I think it was released an hour after we chatted at the end of December. Um, One of the biggest financial burdens on the Southern Swimming Pool was the pension liability, if you remember. And I find it interesting that since we've spoken, due to a remeasurement, Southern Swimming Pool's pension liability dropped by almost a quarter of a million pounds, which, based on our earlier calculations, would take the pool out of negative and into positive, uh, which makes the closure announcement completely baffling to me, when a quarter of a million less burden on the southern swimming pool is a huge improvement for their finances.
1: All this, I mean, the fact is, um, I'm not an accountant. And I know people who can play with the with balance sheets and profit and loss and, and move forward and take back and what have you. Most people look at this and see this was planned you know, this was somebody's idea. They wanted to get rid of the Southern Pool. There isn't a pool even planned now for the Newcastle Russian High School. And nobody's come out and said, we, on principle, we would rather keep the Southern Pool, but we are keeping our powder dry. The recommendation seems to be it's going as long as Timwald nods it through.
4: Well, you see, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any accountability for you know, basically, I mean, it's, it's a miracle, actually, that that pool, when you go in there, it's perfectly functional, it's really clean. Um, it's just a miracle that it's still going. And I think possibly that was as a result of the fact that you've got Eight schools all around it that were constantly going in there for the swimming lessons, which of course raises the question: What are you going to do with all those people with the swimming lessons? I mean, is Peel and and uh, the NFC capable of receiving a catchment area of twenty six thousand people's children for swimming lessons? I mean, and how you know, do you um, qu-
1: how do you quantify mm-hmm. the benefit? To, uh, to children uh, the, I mean the whole point of education is it's a non-tangible output it's not quantifiable you know and certainly stuff like uh, pastoral stuff like swimming all teachers know what the benefit of swimming is parents know what the benefit of swimming is heavens above we live on an island surely we should advocate all children learning to swim so to simply gloss over this and, and just say well it's losing money never mind
4: well, speaking of that very subject, did I read that the NSC has exceeded its £1.7 million budget with an overspend of over 300000 which takes it over £2 million? Yes. Uh, I mean, who's responsible for that? DESC. And don't forget, now Kavanagh and Page said that the NSC hasn't, at that time hadn't had a full operational year in five years. So this is now six years. If If we get to the point where I'm hearing that the tiles are falling off in the main pool and it has to close for 10 weeks, they'll keep their record <laughs> and it will be six years of not a full operational year.
1: And you'll well, probably two, be able to tell me, how much was that, f- that famous door at the Ramsey Pool? How much did that cost?
4: 140,000. I mean, I don't know. Am I right in remembering that... Um, who was the chair of the board of uh, Ramsey Pool? Is it, is it Joe McGuinness? I'm not sure. I think it might be. might be worth having him on again and just sort of like, like, like to sort of know how that door cost 140k. might be quite interesting. Um just before I go completely different thing 30 seconds and I'm gone. Um just an interesting bit of information. The Association of the British Pharmaceutical Industry um, they established a self regulating body called the Prescription Medicines Code of Practice Authority which is supposed to be a self regulation on the pharmaceutical industry. Um Guess who was appointed in December 2020 um, as the chair of the appeal board for the Prescription Medicines Code of Practice Authority? Who was it? Kate Brunner. Oh, really? It's a funny small world, isn't it?
1: Well, very talented woman. She is (laughs) multi-talented. Thanks for calling. Thanks Andy. Cheers. Uh, all right, have a good weekend. 17 minutes after 12. Plans to demolish the former Newson's site uh, have been turned down. The late 18th century building plans to demolish and redevelop the former nuisance building on North Quay in Douglas have been refused following an appeal. The uh, Proposals to turn the registered building site into a block of 10 apartments and three bar restaurant units were originally refused in 2022. In September 2022, the appeal Launched days later on the 4th of October. The former warehouse site's made up of two buildings dating back to 1786, which are said to be important survivors, illustrating the development of Douglas Quayside and emerging industry of trade. Uh, the company involved in this is Kell Properties. Kell Properties say it's an injustice in allowing our side to only speak for a time three minutes, yet five members of the planning team, together with their consultant. Also several public members were allowed to speak constantly against the plans. The refusal uh, from the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture states notwithstanding its general conditions sufficient justification for demolition of the registered building has not been demonstrated got any thoughts on this uh, that nuisance <laughs> side it is uh, an absolute mess at the moment and it's now back in the hands of the developer so who knows what's going to happen uh, we know what uh, the people who want to conserve it are against at the moment i just wonder whether they've actually got the money to do something with it it will be nice to see something done with the nuisance site because as it is at the moment it surely is not a good advert for the isle of man what are we going to say to all the tt fans who pour in in may and they look at the nuisance site and say how long's it been like that and howard's on now hi howard
5: hello andy Just as a point of interest with um, the freedom of information, um, the, what do they call themselves, the Manx Development Corporation? Yes. They're not, well, you can't get freedom of information from that particular. company or whatever they want to call themselves, corporation. But I noticed in one of your headlines, it's going back a couple of weeks now, ninth of January actually, they arranged, now it was last year, a $50 million funding line from Lloyd's, also finalized last year. They haven't made a profit yet, which if you look at it, if they haven't sold anything, they can't make a profit on it. But uh, this £50 million funding line from Lloyd's can be extended to £100 million. Uh, And that's serious money because if we look at what happened down at the power station, there was a £120 million loan from Barclays which, well, they all ran away from. Nothing to do with me. I didn't know anything about it. And uh, yes, we did, but we don't know anything about it. And we are still paying for it. Now, this is um, connected with Treasury, this company, or corporation, and there's no way that anybody can get any freedom of information as to when, who's part and parcel of it, where the money's going, or otherwise. It's a very secretive pact. And now, as I say, there's a 50 million pound funding line from Lloyd's, which they won't go to Barclays now because they've already had their fingers burnt there, uh, and extended to 100 million. Now, that was, that was last year when we've not heard anything about that, not uh, of any quantity anyway, when any uh, numbers is coming out. Mm. It's all very, very secretive, and nobody seems to know what is going on. But there is one man that's asking, and that's Chris Thomas he believes the public should needs to have more information about the plans ahead and they should be and as it's part of government government subsidized this should be the freedom of information act should apply to it
1: and you would think also that the the people behind uh, Manx Development Corporation uh, have got a good story and a happy story to tell the Isle of Man if their plans are you know self-evidently <laughs> beneficial to the people of the Isle of Man Why don't they tell us? Well, the saying is, no man
5: is indispensable, but if he is, he's up to no good. Now, why are they keeping this uh, quiet and secret? And £100 million is a serious amount of money in anybody's estimation. uh, They borrowed £400 million, and um, that's gone all very, very quiet now. You don't hear anything about it. The smart meters, Dr. Allenson, he got 18 million pounds to fit these, and I don't know how long the program was going to be, but I think um, it'll be... It must be a 10-year thing, but he then went on to the Treasury, and then he immediately started screaming to put the price of electricity up, obviously to pay the £18 million. But this is the one that concerns me, is the Max Development Corporation, because they're very, very um, close to their chest, all their cards, and the public are not being informed of what's going on. And as many people have said, both the steam packet and this particular corporation... They are not on the freedom of information list. You can't get any information out of them. But who and when give permission for this fifty to hundred million pound uh, loan? Okay. So it's a question that needs to be asked. And uh, Chris, there's one that Chris Thomas wants to bring up because he seems to, well. He seems to get his teeth into some things and uh, then he gets kicked out again.
1: Oh, just by the way, Howard, everybody is everybody's very excited about the trees along the Peel Road, by the way. Every, we're trying to get to the bottom of those trees and oh, what's going to yeah. happen to them.
5: Yeah, well, uh, it's not a major job. Um it's only the trees underneath them. They don't have to do any major work down there. It's just the the saplings as they're coming up through and they will destroy those trees eventually. Uh so yes, it's it's a couple of days work. And, uh, and then We'll have something to cherish.
1: All right. Thanks, Howard. Have a good weekend. Okay, take
5: care. Thanks.
1: All right, 24 minutes past 12. Uh, Muriel, I think, has got the answer to this uh, regarding the freedom of information and the fact that you can't FOI... The Isle of Man Steam Packet Company and the Manx Development Corporation, which are companies owned by uh, Treasury, so in the end they're our, they're public companies. Muriel said the problem I think is arisen uh, because of the drafting of the Freedom of Information Act 2015. They listed nine existing publicly owned companies, uh, companies like Isle of Man Film Limited, Laxey Mills, and Radio Manx Limited, of course, which is the holding company of Manx Radio. Now all those companies are in there but they didn't make provision for any companies that may be acquired in the future so this may be a drafting error say so acquired the steam packet company or the manx development corporation but there's no provision in the act for those to be foi now whether or not that could be remedied we don't quite know eddie's on now hi eddie
6: hi you're all right good thanks yeah Yep, yeah, um, and my green thing for today uh, to do with the turbines, um, I'm actually waiting for a little bit more information, but I can tell you what it's about, and it's about uh, turbines that have been put up in America, um, numerous of them, but they seem to be lying dormant, nothing happening with them. They're not turning or anything, and from what we gather, right, I'll get more information about this, is that um, the the cost of them as uh, maintenance has gone up and nobody seems to want to actually uh, or think that they might be able to make money out of them uh, because they're, they're turning to other alternatives over there. Um, and also, at the same time, Nobody wants to take them out because it's going to cost too much money to take them out, so there's a lot of denial going on there, but I'll get you more information about it. But that will be that would have been my green topic for the day. OK. While I'm on, can I just mention a couple of stats about the swimming pool? By all means, yeah. Yeah. Um, over the years, there's been 140 Manx records achieved. Um, would you believe there's four swimming pools on the Isle of Man? But 77 of those records were were got were got by Southern swimmers. That's that's over half, isn't it? And yet there's four swimming pools, and one of them is huge. The the Southern swimming Pool, 77 of the 144 records. That's a brilliant achievement.
1: What do you think is going through the politicians or the senior civil servants' minds when they look at the Southern Pool and they've got a red pen in their hand? They can either put a cross through it or or a tick by it. What do you think they're thinking of?
6: Andy, we we remember saying about the uh, inquiry that... um, what's her name, the MHK for it then, uh, she 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 paid an unknown amount. Some people say it was about £50,000 to have that inquiry. We all knew what was wrong with the pool beforehand. We told her that. The inquiry came back. The results were exactly what we said. There seems to be, like I think somebody else suggested earlier on, there seems to be a, um, a movement in the government to just... Keep things secret, um, waste money on stupid ideas, everything. It's like, it's like you just mentioned before, £40,000 for some lights in a concrete wall. Why not stop that and give the £40,000 to the pool? All right. OK, thanks, Eddie. You know, little things like that.
1: Cheers. Thanks for that. Have a good yeah. weekend. Thanks for calling today. I thought we'd hear from uh, a former politician. I've got a former politician coming on Man in Line next week, Martin Perkins, former MHK. Topped the poll in Garth, but unfortunately for him, lost in 2021. But also, I want to hear now from a former politician who was the Minister of Health and Social Security from 1986 to 1989. From 1989 to 1994, Minister for Local Government and the Environment. From 1994 to 1996, Minister for Tourism and Leisure from 1996 to 2001, Minister of Transport, and from 2006 to 2011, he was our Chief Minister. Former Castle Town MHK...
3: Tony Brown. Well, I'm quite shocked, really, and I think it's an appalling decision. I mean, totally unjustifiable. As far as I know, we're still waiting for this report as to um, how the leisure pools will be funded in the future. But I think more importantly is the lack of any vision as to the need to retain regional swimming pools in the isle of man and based on this decision the south will be the only area of the isle of man that does not have a regional swimming pool or a national pool that's available but i think more importantly it's the opportunities it's given to many of our children and not so young in terms of competing in things like the island games some of them going on to compete in uh, other world games and i think that losing that is a is really bad but i think also important is i mean Based on what we are told, it's a decision that has been made purely on finance. Government saying it can't afford as well. You know, some of us, and me included, have been saying for a while... That if there's a problem in this and the government needs to raise more funds for this, then why not include the richest local authorities into contributing towards the swimming pools the same as the regions? And uh, that would be Douglas, Braddon, and Onkin. They don't pay a penny in terms of a contribution directly for the swimming pools, and yet all the rest of the island does. And here we are in the south now being hammered because the Southern Pool is the first one to be built. It's been known for at least ten years. Years that it needed replacing previous departments of uh, education have looked at including it within the redevelopment of Castle Russian high school which is a logical decision and really I think that the uh, minister needs to look at it with a broader vision after all she is the minister not only of education but is also the minister of education sport and culture. And swimming pools fall into categories of sport. And I just think this is a bad move. And I hope that the Southern MHKs, with the support of the other regions who could be put in the same position, actually fight this very hard and actually uh, make it clear in will that this is not an acceptable solution and government has to find a way forward.
1: Tony Brown was elected as a member of Castletown Commissioners in 1976, was chairman, then was elected as MHK in Castletown at the first attempt in 1981. He was an MHK through until 2011. And I just wonder what your thoughts are concerning this. A message in from Maureen who just said, I see Julie Edge has got her way. No thought for the hundreds of people in the south of the Alaman who use that pool. I bet she's never even set foot in the place. Well, I think she has. I uh, c- can't uh, tell you how disappointed I am with this outcome. We've lost everything. We've lost the post offices, we've lost the banks, and we're going to lose the southern pool. What is going to happen next the southern pool seems to be going, the news was revealed after a leaked letter showed that the Department of Education, Sport and Culture is recommending the move on financial grounds, it's thought the Education, Sport and Culture Minister will present the recommendation at next month's Timwall before members will then vote on it from Manx Radio News, Amy Griffiths has been looking at it.
7: Shambolic. They should hang their heads in shame and we are living in a grave house with the lights on. Those are just some of the responses to the news that the Department of Education, Sport and Culture is planning to close the Southern Swimming Pool. The future of the facility has been in doubt for a number of years because of the age of the building and its general condition. Lawrence Vaughan-Williams is Chair of the Pools Board. I'm speaking privately, and I'm not speaking
8: on behalf of the board. I, I think government ought to look at the money that's wasted elsewhere before they take away a valuable asset which is serving the community so well in the south of the island. They should also look at the fact that the south of the island is dying in Port Erin, where I have my office. When I opened it 20 years ago, there were, I think, at one point up to five sets of estate agents. Now we're down to one. There was a food hall. uh, That's gone. There were two butchers. That's gone. There's no butcher in Castletown. If you want to buy some meat, you either got to go to St. John's or to the terrace. What is happening to this island? Nothing seems to be getting better. Everything seems to be getting worse. I'm sorry if I went off on a bit of a rant there because it is such a shame when you're trying to promote a business in the south of the island and you find that all around people are dropping like flies. As regards the southern swimming pool, people have to decide, do they want a pool in the south of the island? Why is it that the new plans for Castle Russian High School do not include a pool?
7: It had been hoped the plans for the Newcastle Russian High School would include a new pool, but so far it doesn't look like that's the case. Timwald also agreed in January last year that a long-term plan should be developed for regional sports hubs across the island, and as part of that motion, financial support should continue for the Southern Swimming Pool Board until future arrangements are made. That doesn't seem to have happened, though. Russian MHK Dr. Michelle Hayward and Arbury Castletown and Maloon member Tim Glover
9: have been telling me how disappointed they both are with the move. I'm flabbergasted and astonished and furious that the department have made this decision. I'm almost speechless but actually I'm really really angry about it. And why do you think they've made this decision now? I think because there are financial pressures on every department and I expect that they have been told to look for places that they can save money you know all government departments were put on to find cost improvements last year but I think they've misunderstood the brief because finding cost improvements is not about cutting vital services and let's be under no illusion that this facility provides a vital service not just for the children in the south but for all the residents in the south of the island
7: Could you argue if the pool isn't being seen as financially viable if there aren't enough people using it then we are living in a world where things are costing more the cost of living is impacting people and difficult decisions do have to be made I mean do you see things from that perspective?
9: I can see it from the cost perspective I can see what they've done Essentially, they've generated a report where the NSC are estimating their energy costs will double next year, and I have no idea how they justify that. The other pools are estimating that their costs will go up by 30 or 40 percent, and you can fund two out of the three pools, and so the southern pool is the one that cops for it.
1: We'll find out uh, more from Tim Glover in just a few moments' time. Earlier on this week, uh, Lee Morris was on from the Manx Wildlife Trust, and we were talking about non-native species on the Isle of Man and bringing animals to the Isle of Man and I've got a note in from uh, uh, from Defer, from uh, Richard Selman who's the ecosystem's policy manager who says uh, Andy the Department of Environment Food and Agriculture have advised that the import of certain species into the Isle of Man including from the UK is restricted under various legislation in relation to wildlife conservation public safety, animal and plant health and the protection of agriculture and beekeeping. The release of certain species into the wild in the Isle of Man is restricted under the Wildlife Act. Customs and excise may make checks on imports supported by various agencies. For example, in relation to the previous discussion, the importation of many snake species is controlled under the Wild Animals Act, the Endangered Species Act, and in some cases, the Animal Health Act. So anybody intending to import an animal to the Isle of Man who is unsure of the current legislation legislation should consult the department for advice or check the government website for information we'll find out more about that because uh, i'm not sure too many people know about that or perhaps many people take notice of it i wonder what you feel about it anyway frank's with us now
10: hi frank hi andy how are you doing mate very good and yourself yes not so bad i'm okay uh right i've got a couple of points I'd like to bring up, I I want some advice, so I'm hoping your listeners will try and help me on this. I went to uh, PC World, Curry's, and I bought a laptop, and it cost me £349. I was told it was quite a good one, it got a good memory and everything else. So when I got it home and I opened it up, and I realised It wasn't as big as what I thought it was, and therefore it was not suitable for what I needed. So three days later, I went back to Curry's, and I said, it's not really big enough for me. I'd like to part-exchange it back and buy a bigger one, more expensive one.
1: Yeah.
10: he said, yes, okay. I said, so how much you give me for my laptop? He said, 15 pounds. Wow. Now, I want to know, is that profiteering or what? Three days later, I went back with the laptop. It was as new as it was to the day that I bought it. And all they offered me after I paid £349 for it was £15. Did they make this clear when you bought it? Oh, well, no, no, they didn't mention anything like this. I... Well, at first when I bought it, I didn't realise that I'd bought the wrong thing, you know what I mean? I thought it was okay, but it was when I got home and I opened it up and found out that it wasn't to my needs, so I took it back. I knew I'd probably lose some money by, by exchanging it, but I didn't expect that. So, what what do you think about it?
1: Well, uh, I would get back onto Curry's again. To be quite honest, I'd give Curry's uh, UK if they've got a helpline, just get get in touch with them and tell them what the situation is, because it just seems that they're kind of just reading that from a book. You know that uh, part part exchange is fifteen pounds and that's that, but that doesn't seem right at all.
10: No, it doesn't. Does it? No, it's either profiteering. So I just wondered if anybody else has had a similar situation, what they did, or or should I take it to a trading standards?
1: Well, that's always the, the option, but I give Curries a chance to come to the right conclusion,
10: Frank. Yeah, I've been advised too just to take it back and say uh, you know, it's not what you said it was, therefore I want the money back. Yeah,
1: And you wanted to talk about the uh, the promenade wall as well.
10: Yes, uh... The fool that's running government at the moment, I just don't understand his his logic at all. Uh, The things that he's coming out with, and and now they want to build this wall. Now, I seem to remember in the 50s and 60s, I used to walk down 20 steps to get to the beach. They're still there. All they have to do is dig the sand away. I know it's a, a nuisance and it has to be taken away every so often. But I'm sure it must be a damn sight cheaper than building another wall and making it higher for people and they won't be able to look out to sea or whatever or it'd be difficult. And presumably
1: what? as well, if they if they can get the stuff away, if they can get the rocks away and the sand away, then the sea's gonna be hitting a sea wall rather than coming up over onto the
10: promenade. But nobody seems well, to be yeah, able to I'm justify saying. it. Well, if you, you maybe you'll remember as well. In, in the fifties and sixties, it was full of deck chairs. There was hundreds and hundreds of deck chairs where people were standing Thousands, thousands, yeah. And you walk down twenty steps to get to the bottom of, to get on the beach. So the wall is perfectly high enough for sea defences the if they take the sand away. And that's all they need is a digger to take it away. They don't need anything else. Okay. All right. Thanks,
11: Frank. Good to hear from you. Okay. Bye-bye. 18 minutes to one. Have you been invited to take part in the Household Income and Expenditure Survey? It's one of the most important surveys for our island because the information you provide is vital data for our island's financial planning. It helps us calculate our VAT revenue from the UK. Plus, it gives us a better understanding of the financial strains on residents, so we can support those who are struggling. If you've been invited, please take part. Visit gov.im forward slash H-I-E-S for more information.
9: Achieve your business goals with Nicola Bowker & Co. Embracing the latest accounting technology, Nicola Bowker will help you to keep your accounts totally up to date with all the information you need at the tip of your fingers. Don't be kept in the dark. Come into the light with Nicola Bowker.
7: Get your garden ready for spring with Riley's. Seed potatoes to garden machinery. Get down to Cool Road Braddon for everything you need. And all your pet supplies and bird seed too leap into spring with riley's garden center
3: the ginger hall has it all check out the new restaurant now open at the ginger hall hotel where you'll find a fantastic range of food from classic winter warmer bistro style dishes to delicious sunday specials and great celebration meals don't delay book now on 897231 Or visit our Facebook page For all our opening times, pictures and full menus You'll even find details on our live music and more The Ginger Hall really does have it all
6: Lots been happening over the past week As Tinmold and Government emerge from their much-needed Christmas break Tinmold sits next week So we take a look at some of the items on the relatively light order paper We now, finally, know what the sister review into our Heritage Railways recommends And it seems the trains and trams are generally a good thing that should be supported. We also consider briefly the Covid review and its weighty findings. That's all on Perspective on Sunday at 12 noon on Manx Radio with me, Phil Gorn. Perspective certainly putting the passion back into politics this week. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. It's 16
1: minutes to one and uh, Tony B's on. Hi, Tony. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. Yeah, good. Yeah... Um, What I wanted to comment on
12: was there seems to be a desire at government level to close everything up that's old and not build anything that's new unless it belongs to the government. I'll give you two examples. One is you build a new test centre that's not necessary, 200 yards from the old one, and the old one is still lying empty. So there's no plan involved. All they do is keep building more stuff. And the other one is the recycle centre. So what was wrong with the recycle centre they had? Nothing. Spend a fortune on building a new one. I, I, this is just madness. They keep spending money they haven't got, and then it's, well, what should we do? Well, we'll close something. We'll close the lift stables. Uh, we'll close the horse tram lines from the uh, middle of the prom to the end because we don't really need it. Who makes these decisions? And is Tim Ward awake... I I get the impression that these these decisions – and this is only an impression it might might be wrong – that the decisions are made by individuals and then pushed through and nodded through because it's – well, it saves money. But we could save a lot of money. We could cut down the number of people at Timwald. We could reduce the budgets of the DOI and just say, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to build a seawall we don't want. I want a better solution. But we don't do that. We don't challenge it. And there's no... I don't believe that anybody at DOI has put forward a balanced answer to why can't you just remove some of the shingle on the beach and dispose of it. And the idea that you've got to truck it away is is not necessarily true. There is plenty of area within the bay for you to pump it out to sea, or lift it out to sea and dump it, and that would actually work as as a temporary breakwater So you could take it out to Onken Head and dump it there. It's very rough, but it's deep. So you could actually put shingle in there, and it wouldn't cause any problems. But they don't come up with any solutions like that. What they tell you is, oh, well, I'll build a seawall. So this comes very close to, well, I'll build the wall higher, and that'll make it better. And it won't, because the sea level is still the same. So it's still going to come over the top of the seat wall, whether they like it
1: or not. You see, two and a half years ago, when we when they were all standing for government in the, the general election, you couldn't mm-hmm. get away you couldn't get away from the word transparency. Everything was going to yeah. be transparent. We were yeah. going to know everything mm-hmm. that government did, and uh, freedom of information, and accountability, and what have you. And it just seems to be that. You know, the uh, the, like yesterday when Mr. Crookall said, you know, that putting the 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 horse trams back to the sea terminal may cost a lot more than it originally scheduled, and of course they're not going to have to dig up the road because they've still got that strip of grass, which is where they're going to go. So it's hardly a big job.
12: Well, the issue is they don't want to do it. That's what it comes down to. Somebody in DOI doesn't want to do it, so the answer is, well, it's too expensive.
1: So you think it's that black and white. Somebody somewhere wants to put the foot on the neck of this project and stop it.
12: Well, I think somebody somewhere, namely the Treasury, who are asleep, just want to spend money on what they want to spend money on. They don't want to spend money on things that matter. So I come up with a great idea from DMI. Like, oh yeah, we'll build a seawall. Oh, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? Instead of doing the right thing, which is lowering the shingle so the seawall that exists already can work. Seawalls only work if they've got enough height when the tide is coming up against them. So you need to have a seawall. Basically, I, th- I think that seawall goes down about over thirty feet. But it's not showing 30 feet. There's only about 12 foot between the water and the top of the seawall at normal tides.
1: Do you think Timwell's going to nod Timberl, through the closure of the Southern Pool, Tony?
12: I, 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 would, be, uh, I would be shocked if somebody in Timberl doesn't stand up and tell Julie Edge you're out of your mind. You've got a situation where they've just said this morning, oh, we might have to close the NSC because we've got loose tiles so we built a brand new facility we redid it in 2019 and it's failing and yet we've got a pool down south which has been there for i don't know how many years 50 over 50 years perfectly adequate perfectly usable but somebody doesn't want it because it's old
1: and remember the flumes as well well the same issue Oh, well, we'll fix all that.
12: Well, what happened? We end up paying another £600,000, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. To get them fixed. Why did we bother fixing them? Do we really need flumes, honestly?
1: Oh, the flumes are great fun. Anyway, got to go, think, Tony. Thanks for calling. You take care, Andy. Just think about
12: the government and what their real intent is here, because I don't think they're being honest.
1: OK, and Andrew's with us now. Hi, Andrew.
11: Hi there. Good day to you, uh, Andy. Uh, Southern Swingpool... Uh, just brings to mind the 12th of December and Tinwold backed £1.6 for the Villa Gaiety Sound and Lighting. That was promoted by Julie Edge.
1: Oh, yes, because we have Uh, to have world standard sound and lighting. Yeah,
11: exactly. And it was supported by Treasury Minister Dr Allenson I've looked on the website, I can't find Hansard, I don't think it's been done yet, but I was trying to find who voted for it. Did the Southern MHKs, Mr Speaker, Tim Glover, Dr Hayward, Jason Morehouse, did they vote for that? 1.6 million? 1.6 million? Who are the other people who... I can't find the voting record. Right. But somewhere, something has gone completely wrong because if you're going to close a swimming pool against having 1.6 million for a sound and lighting system, hello, somebody needs to be called to account. And I would think... Uh, somebody should bring forward a vote of no confidence in julie edge she's a waste of space
1: all right thanks That's for calling I'm andrew good thanks, to bro.
11: hear from you Bye.
7: looking Bye. for the perfect gift for your foodie friends and family look no further than woodburndeli.im your go-to online haven for culinary delights and thoughtful presents at woodburn deli we offer everything from speciality spirits and wines to artisanal cheese and charcuteries Step inside and explore perfect gifts and treats for you or your loved ones. Not to mention our selection of hand-packaged hampers. Vouchers available too. Just visit woodburndeli.im
11: The Ramsey Garden Centre seasonal sale is now on. Featuring a huge range of seasonal items at up to 50% off. Don't delay, grab a bargain today. There's never been a better time to visit Ramsey Garden Centre. Open seven days a week on Albert Road, Ramsey.
2: There's more than you think at Manx Glass & Glazing along with the supply and installation of quality windows, doors, and conservatories. Manx Glass & Glazing also have more for inside your home, including made-to-measure mirrors and glass flashbacks in a wide range of colours to give a contemporary look to any kitchen. Give your home a makeover. Visit the showroom on Snugborough Trading Estate or find out more at manxglass.com. Manx Glass & Glazing. Quality and style since 1986.
1: When couples decide to part... There's a lot to deal with. There's the matter of the children, the matter of your property, the matter of pensions. You need to consider the matter of existing wills, and perhaps the matter of a business. And because you matter,
4: Man Benham advocates are here for you when it comes to divorce and family matters. For help and advice and a free initial consultation, call Man Benham on 639 350.
9: Man Benham, here for you.
4: The Man in
1: Line with Andy Wint. And Sandra's on. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Um, As as a wheelchair user,
2: I would like to see a wall there on the promenade. I feel that um, a ticket should go along and lift the stones... A lorry on the promenade, and then take them somewhere where they can be um, recycled as road foundations.
1: So take all the stones away, you reckon? Yeah. Okay.
2: And they can be um, recycled as as um, foundations for roads.
1: Okay. All right, we appreciate that, Sandra. Thanks for calling. Have a good weekend. Okay. Thanks now. I want to hear from Tim Glover on the Southern Pool. Tim Glover, MHK.
0: Quite frankly, I think it's absolutely shambolic that this is even being thought of. It's an utter disgrace that they've even thought this way. This was entitled a report into the affordability of regional pools being part of the regional sports sub. Well, is the South not a region anymore? Is a question I'll ask. It's become a postcode lottery as to whether you've got access to a swimming pool or not. The South are in the process of setting rates like all local authorities. Do they put in the rate for a swimming pool or not? Now, that's going to be a really difficult decision for the local authorities. Uh, Douglas, well, they don't pay, do they, for the NSC pools. Uh, How is this fair? It's just creating a a postcode lottery. If you live in Douglas, well, aren't you lucky? If you live in the south, well, you don't get a pool. It just doesn't fit in with anything that this administration is trying to uh, provide through the island plan. It it actually bulks against what they're trying to say in the island plan and I would therefore contest that the island plan is just a load of spaghetti words and means absolutely nothing.
7: In the letter leaked to Manx Radio, it says the recommendation is going to be made at next month's Timwood sitting. If approved, it would mean the pool would close for good on the 31st of March.
1: By the way, this weekend, there is a political surgery for Arbury Castle, Town and Maloo, so if you want to see Jason Morehouse and Tim Glover There's a drop-in at Colby Methodist Church Hall tomorrow from 10 to 11.30. There are other political surgeries at Ramsey Town Hall for the Ramsey Constituency and at the Hub in Uncan for the Uncan Constituency and also at the All Saints Church Hall for Douglas Central Constituency. The banks are gone, the post offices are gone, the bus station gone, the tram's sort of gone, but at least we've got the wrecked old nuisance warehouse. So all is not lost, uh, says Mark. And Paul says, Douglas has got too much sand, Portsmouth and Mary Beach needs some sand. Just saying. That could be a plan, couldn't it? That's it for Man in Line this week. Thanks to Chris Quirk on the phones. Have a great weekend.
0: W. I. N. 60 years serving you as the nation station
1: this is max radio at this time of year poor weather is to be expected but in 2013 the big snow came later on as we might have hoped spring might be approaching it proved devastating for farmers with thousands of sheep and lambs trapped the day is crisp the snow is is deep the snow on the trees, of course, the sun is shining, and it really is a picture postcard, a Christmas card sort of day.
4: There are drifts, certainly up to fifteen, maybe twenty feet in places coming down the Croncobody Strait from where we are at the end of the strait going back towards the uh, the Glen Helen side as it were totally impassable to any vehicles and I uh, was just talking to a neighbour who'd flogged it out on foot to uh, have a look around and he was checking uh, some sheep as well of course big worry for farmers there could be some buried and dead under the snow uh, and he said apparently in one of those drifts there was a police transit van uh, which got stuck presumably on Friday at some stage and is completely and utterly buried.
11: I had over 30 cows in in two brand new sheds this year I brought. On Saturday morning, we had nearly five, six foot of snow on top of the sheds. We lost four sheds. The roofs are caved in and I regret bringing them in. If I'd have left those sheep out, they'd have been alive. The snow we had up on the side there, the sheds just could not take it.
8: I can remember that the situation don't like saying it, it did become life-threatening, not just to the public but to all the services that were working that evening. I particularly remember the situation in Kirkmichael trees coming down, we had overhead power lines falling and we had to pull our resources out of Kirkmichael it was so unsafe.
3: We're struggling with access into the into areas like Cronky Dolby and Patrick all schools will close at one o'clock. Any people out there with diggers or B4s will- whatever they should get in touch as well they're just caught what is so frustrating is you feel so helpless in it
8: it did arrive from the south trying to replace the cold air from the north it did also have a battle zone where there was strong to gale force winds from the east perhaps the snowfall events will continue to be pretty rare my fear is is that we'll tend to see more likely occurrences of heavy rainfall events and gales on a seasonal basis more frequently and perhaps sometimes more extreme than we used to see before
0: part of island life for 60 years this is your manx radio